Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. All right, good afternoon. Here we are again. It is yet another web clinic. I keep looking back over all these years, and it's hard to believe that we've done so many of these. Today, we're talking about a quick win, how to achieve that in a short period of time, the five easiest changes to make to your landing pages right now. We've done about 10,000 path tests and experiments. We've recorded and analyzed, I think, about 5 million phone calls. From all of that research, we're continually learning, refining our understanding, trying to, to get a deeper grasp of why it is that people say yes to a given offer. The problem is, during all of this research, we have marketers everywhere around the world who are tasked with deadlines. They've got to get results, they have to get them now, and even if they achieve them, within a day or two, they're being asked to achieve more. And so, there is this sort of frantic desire to keep moving the needle that pushes and pulls at marketers worldwide. The goal of this clinic is to help you find, to help you discover the fastest possible way to get a change to find a lift that could make a significant difference. From it, and, and actually underscoring the whole thing, is a series of critical principles. With the grasp of those principles, you can use this over and over again throughout your career. I'm going to uh, remind you that you can use hashtag web clinic to talk about this clinic as uh, everything unfolds. I'll be joined today by Brian Carroll. Brian's probably one of the leading experts in the world. In fact, I know he is when it comes to lead generation optimization. His book, Lead Generation for the Complex Sale, is uh, the bestseller of all time in that category. I'm impressed with his depth of knowledge and I learn from him regularly. Brian is flown in from our Minnesota offices and he's with us here in Florida today. And so we took the advantage to get him on here to help us as we talk about some of the pages that you've submitted. Bear this in mind, we're not just going to be learning, but we're going to be applying these learnings live to the pages you, the audience, submitted to us in advance of today's session. Also, Zusha is with us. And uh, Zusha is a research manager who's worked on a number of our most uh, important projects. She's an expert in optimization. She'll be working throughout the, uh, the narrowcast or the broadcast with us as we look at various pages and try to improve the performance. This is a critical and this is a bit different than some of our other sessions. And the reason is that we're building up towards the optimization summit in Denver. I don't know the dates. Does anybody in my staff want to remind me of the dates? It's going to be all about optimization. I'm not going to give you a commercial for it. But we are going to be teaching there, and in the process, we're going to teach part two of this web clinic. We're going to show you how you can take this and apply it, and many people are going to be coming and joining us around the world where we'll be taking their pages. We'll be teaming them up with analysts and scientists from our laboratory and helping them understand how to make this come alive for them in their uh, daily activities. So let me get started, as always, with a case study. This is an interesting study because it was submitted to us by one of our own students, someone who has gone through our training, gone back and applied it in their own environment. And uh, I want to, uh, to thank Michael Agard for submitting this. When anyone submits one of these particular uh, case studies, it goes through our validity checks and the MEC Labs analyst makes certain that we have accurate data. And then if it's a solid study, sometimes we can include that in our database or use it to teach you. And Michael, you did a fine job of taking these principles, applying them. He works with Denmark-based Saxo Bank. And uh, Michael actually is going to be one of the speakers at the summit. He's going to be teaching and working with Adam Lapp. You've seen Adam on many of these calls as he talks about what he's learned and what he's applied in his own work there for the bank. And uh, I think the name of that session will be 30 Ideas in 30 Minutes. And yet one more slide, which is unusual for us, but... We were inspired by Michael's case study, and if you have a case study that you think would be interesting to share with our audience or that you'd like us to examine, feel free to submit it to that address, editor at marketingexperiments.com. We'll review it and see if it's possible to include it in some of our upcoming work. We're always looking for solid case studies. At the heart of everything we do is a desire to help build a community of marketers who are inspiring each other and who are teaching each other as we all work to get better at getting yeses. 
That leads me to the case study itself. You're looking at the control. This control was submitted again by Michael Agard and uh, this is the page that he originally had to improve. So there is the page control and uh, here is the treatment. Now, I think it's interesting that if you look at the two, they don't seem at least on the surface to be dramatically different. There's control. There's the treatment. And sure, you can note certain changes. In fact, if you look at them side by side, you might see some in particular. But what was the differential in terms of performance? Was the treatment better than the control? And if so, by how much? I will not keep you waiting. I have a data set. Here it is. With a 99% confidence interval validated by our own science team, uh, Michael and his treatment outperformed the control by 99.4%. Now, that is a dramatic increase, and uh, it leads to a question. How different really are these pages? What were the primary changes? Are they simple enough that you and I can take them and apply them on our own websites? How can we glean the most from this experiment and from others like it? Look at this other set of pages. Here's the New York Times. Look at the control. Look at the treatment. Notice how similar they are. And then look at the difference, a 541% increase in conversion. The point I'd like to make is, at least when it comes to the page itself, perhaps not the thought sequence, but the page itself, the change is very easy, very simple, and yet the results are dramatic. Here's another, look at this. Two pages, there's some difference. You can see a color difference, but really look. How much different is the copy or the design? It's not that dramatic. It wouldn't be that hard to make this change, but it's a 548% increase. Look at these pages. Dramatic difference. Control is remarkably different than the treatment. <laughs> but in the experiment, there was no difference in the performance. Now, you know that we advocate radical redesigns. You know that we believe it's good to change the page and challenge its very category. But today is about something different. Today is about learning to get a dramatic difference with a, with a simple change and an easy change. And we've tried to identify five of the most important changes you can make. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at each of these five kinds of change. And then we're going to look at pages you submitted for each of these and uh, learn from them. So I begin with the first, and here's a principle that you may want to make a note of. It's not the magnitude of the change on the page that impacts conversion. It's the magnitude of the change in the mind. Now listen to that again. Think about the difference. Sometimes, in fact, sometimes a minor change on the page can have a major impact on the mind. What we're really after is the thought sequence. People don't buy from people Sorry, I think they buy from people. Paul had that wrong. Uh, people don't buy from websites. People buy from people. And in fact, you don't optimize websites. You optimize thought sequences. You know what caught me, Paul? You have a, a smiley... There's different cameras looking at me and there's two facing me. They look like big guns. And the one on the left has a, has a post-it sticky note with a smiley face on it. So that's apparently the one I'm supposed to look to when I look in your eyes and cry soulfully. Uh, it's in front of me. And I was looking at that smiley face. People don't buy from smiley faces. Uh, so at any rate, let's keep going. So the second point is this. Marketers must learn to see their web pages through the eyes of the customer. Too often we employ company logic rather than customer logic. What we do makes perfect sense to us. But it doesn't make sense to the customer. I think this point, this particular principle, is one of the most important problems I have seen. I have watched companies spend millions of dollars hiring consultants and doing studies and coming up with this coherent way to tame the beast. Often it's because they've had 14 acquisitions. Now they have all these companies with different messages, different voices, different product offerings, and they have to do something about that. And in doing that, they're... They're, they're looking for a way to communicate coherently how all the pieces fit. So they come up with just the right language and just the right design and just the right navigation and everybody in the company is satisfied. The only problem is the customer's clueless. We have to think differently. In fact, it's not so much a matter of, of seeing better. It's about seeing with a whole different set of eyes. The customer's rather than ours. Now, 
That's leading up to a third point, and then we're going to start to drill down across these five principles. We haven't gotten there yet. Five changes you can make, but these are sort of important principles to lead us up to those five. When we employ customer logic, we discover simple changes that can have a major impact on the conversion rate. So let's learn about them. And uh, to do that, I want to begin right now. We're going to examine five simple landing page changes that have a dramatic impact on the customer's thinking process, on the thought sequence. And we'll begin with the first one, headlines. Perhaps the easiest change in our Sherpa research and studies, we found that this is the first and most common and most impactful change that companies make in their optimization efforts. But the key here is not just changing the headline, it's transforming it so that it's based on a whole different approach. You move it from hype to conversation. We'll talk more about that in just a moment, but let me just say this right at the start. The goal of the headline is not to simply get someone's attention. Too much agency talk, too much uh, uh, emphasis on stopping the eyes. Stopping my eyes are not good enough. You've got to stop my, or is not good enough. You have to stop my eyes and then direct them. You have to capture my attention and then convert it into interest. You must move from attention getting to interest building. If you don't take a headline and stop me so that I see it and then move from that in the headline to a interest building component that wants me to look or makes me or draws me into the copy beneath, then uh, you're missing the point of a headline. I see a lot of headlines to get your attention. They just don't do anything afterwards. And that's the problem. Let's look at an example of uh, control from our experiments. And uh, you can see the headline. Why trade Forex with ForexTrading.com? My answer to that typically is exactly. Hit my green arrow and be gone. But that's the control. Let's look at the treatment. Get your free, no risk, no obligation, $100,000 Forex trading demo account. There's a big difference in what these two headlines are doing and there's a big difference in the results. There's a 99% improvement in conversion. Think about that. And, uh, and the difference, and let's look at something else. Here we see a headline that asks a question that can't even be answered by readers. Why do 10,000 event planners choose Reg Online? Now, they meant something here. They were trying to say, I think, marketer. They were trying to say that so many people use us, you can trust us. But that's far too much unsupervised thinking. You're counting on the reader to make too much meaning when they're in a hurry trying to find a solution and they're not going to stop and read your headline like it's poetry. So we have to make it better. Here's a different headline. Let your events manage themselves. Critical text underneath it. And a result, a 90% increase in conversion. Use your headline not just to capture their attention, but point with your headline. It must always point to the paragraph beneath. The goal of a headline is to get someone into a conversation. And that conversation begins when they start reading the paragraph beneath. By the way, it doesn't begin when you hit them with a twirling, whirling flash presentation at the top of the page. Dancing bears, talking turtles, smiling faces are not necessarily a conversation. They're just a bit of entertainment at the top of the page and typically they're poor entertainment. I don't mean to be harsh, but I have seen so many pages improved when we move from a headline to a paragraph that said something. All of that in mind, I'm going to look at a page submitted. This was submitted by Vesna and uh, the channel is paid search. The audience they're HR managers and decision makers. And the goal here is, uh, is to get them to sign up for the free demo. Keeping that in mind, uh, I want one of our analysts, Brian Carroll. Now, Brian, what's your real title? Come on up. This is Brian Carroll, everyone. Hey, Flint. I'm Executive Director of Revenue Optimization here. Okay, Executive Director, which means he's really high up. He's actually, you know... Uh, on, the, on the executive council of the whole organization, but today you're just an analyst, dude. I'm just an analyst. So take a look at this page and tell yes. us some things you might do to make it work. Well, the first thing that I would do is I'd look at the headline, and uh, right now you have seven seconds, kept, seven seconds to capture my attention, and I'm coming from a pay-per-click ad, so I'm not sure what the PPC said, but I'm coming there, and I see right presented for me a free demo sign-up. I'm asking for what? Uh, what's the benefit for it? 
So I'm looking for meaning here in the seven seconds, and, and as I'm looking, I'm looking at the, the employee recognition programs and trying to figure out the meaning. And what, what I'm seeing here on the page is that I have to read the text, and then at the bottom there, there's a, an arrow, and that arrow is telling me to learn about employee recognition program, help build your company's recognition culture, sign up for a complimentary demo. The problem is, is that it doesn't, it doesn't follow the iPath. I would change the, the headline to put the benefit of what the product is. Learn, download a demo for improving your employee recognition program. The other thing that you could change is looking at the button. There's a lot of things that we could change in this page. Yeah. I know we're just talking about the headline, but it doesn't clearly connect with the product. Absolutely not. And, and the button, to Brian's point, is one of the worst buttons of all time. Submit. <laughs> Which has not, I mean, a button can only be one of three things. Value positive, value neutral, or value negative. It's value positive when it promises you something in exchange. It's value neutral when it just tells you what to do, like click. But when it tells you to submit, it's value negative. Fall. You've heard me say this before, but it's like fall on your knees before the lords of marketing and admit we've won. You can't resist this offer. That's uh, not the right wording for a button. And to Brian's point also, we're looking at a page that's not designed in a vertical flow in a proper thought sequence. The real headline, the only readable headline is at the bottom of the page. The one up on the right in yellow doesn't exist. Yellow on white is a horrific color combination that doesn't capture the eyes, becomes difficult to read. And what you have in that big box to the right looks like it might be an ad for something else. It's designed like a giant banner ad. You need to move that form down to the bottom of the page. You need to capture less fields so it has less friction. You need a headline at the top, a subheader, a paragraph of text that explains the power of this demo, and then the key benefits or evidentials underneath that in the form of bullets, and not as many as you have there, less than that, and more powerful wording, and then a simple call to action with the form as short as possible and a great button that promises something in exchange like... Uh, Get instant access now. Get your free demo now. That kind of vertical flow with the emphasis on the right pieces and the deliver or driver of value will produce, I mean, literally, you could double the response rate to a form like this, which is promising. I can't help myself. There's a couple of things I'd even delete off there. I delete, right now, social media, follow us. You're also asking at the top of the page. And then, and then there's an incentive news blog. There really isn't a connection between the content that's being offered on that page. That's absolutely right. And so those are things that I'd encourage whoever has submitted this to remove and test. Thank you, Thank Brian. you. I appreciate it. Yes. I think Brian's actually leaving. We can pretend he's in the studio. I'm probably not supposed to tell you this, but now he's running to take meetings. He's got two of them back to back. We stole him for this, and he's off. But that's yeah. all right, because I like Zusha much better, and she's coming next. Uh, thank you uh, again, Brian, for your time, and I look forward to connecting with you later, friend. Thank you. All right, so let's keep going, and uh, let's talk about the second change. By the way, someone came, and you'll notice when Brian was talking, I was looking over here at the screens. Uh, it's because I'm watching all of your feedback, and there was a great question about the Forex, and I, I, about was that moving from conversation to hype as opposed to hype from conversation? I don't even see your name and I don't see your question anymore because there's so many questions coming in. However, we'll answer that. Uh, ask us again. Paul, get the number or name and an email address and let's answer it with more uh, when we have more time directly for this person. All right. Number two. Copy. From marketer value to customer value. We're talking about the emphasis of that copy. How do you do that? And uh, let me help you by moving to an example again. Here is the control. Notice the, the, the notion. The free demo account offer is buried beneath all this company-centric copy. Look at the difference. Now the free demo account is at the top. It's being emphasized. It's at the beginning. It's the main offer on the page. And of course, the result is that 99% increase in conversion. Here's another example. The value in this copy is segmented by arbitrated categories. I'm talking about arbitrary choices. The company has picked one after another, organized it in a way that's not familiar with the customer, and you've got to move through this sort of company orientation instead of through a simple, easy-to-understand customer orientation. Here's a difference. When you look at this one, you can see in particular how we've organized it in a way that makes sense to the customer. What's the result? An 81% increase in conversion. 
So the second critical change is about transforming your copy so that it emphasizes the customer's perspective. Now listen, that's very important. I'm not just talking about using the customer's name or changing from the first person to the third person. I'm talking about thinking about how what you've written sounds in the ear of the customer and making sure, first of all, that it's clear. Secondly, that it's credible. Thirdly, that it has appeal. And fourthly, that it seems like your particular offer is exclusive. It's something they can't find anywhere else. Keeping all of that in mind, I want to take you to a page. This was submitted by Brett. Brett, thank you for your courage and uh, thank you for submitting the page. We're going to do our best to help you. And you'll see that uh, the channels here are SEO and paid search. The target audience is someone suffering from this particular uh, condition and, uh, and someone looking for relief. And so the question is, how do we get a greater response to this particular offer? And I'm going to ask Zusha to come up. Thank you, Zusha. So, uh, Zusha is going to share with us some thoughts about how to improve this. She is a research uh, analyst with our team who works on many projects like this to try and improve performance. Go ahead. So, the first thing that comes to my mind, actually, I see the solution right away before the actual problem is identified. So, yes. people coming from either PPC or actually searching for that problem, I'd like to identify the problem, tackle it with the solution within the headline. Um, as far as even image, it's not very clear what, uh, what I'm looking at and yes. what the solution actually is. So, it, yes, it states the shoes, but then I have an image of an actual foot, so it might not actually be very appealing to me. Yes. As far as the layout of the page as well, I would make it more clear. Uh, I would also add some credibility um, if they're recommended by some podiatric associations yes. or, or by doctors. Yes. Uh, how about two columns, having a primary column and a supporting column that would have testimonials there, that would have... But not evenly weighted, right? One primary column right, with right. a and then a supporting yes. column, yes. column with some frequently asked questions and, and the whole customer service Excellent. Um, contact info. Excellent point. I think you're absolutely right, Jushan. I'll tell you something else. Um, you've got two evenly weighted options at the bottom. We've seen over and over again where that uh, hurts your conversion rate. And you have uh, no real headline. You have two headlines competing. Plantar, uh, that, that name, Shoes, just gives me, it dominates the page, but it takes up so much space without saying much. And underneath it, the solution, that's not a complete sentence. Form your headline in a sentence. We just ran a test where I formed a headline that wasn't a complete sentence. And we're all laughing in here. Paul Shinney, who I can see uh, is working in the studio, he wrote a headline that was a complete sentence and we wanted to test a complete sentence against a series of important points separated by commas. Again, as in so many research examples I've seen before, the complete sentence won, which being translated means Paul beat my headline <laughs> and uh, I will never forget him. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I think that the headline is wrong. You need a strong subheadline. The paragraphs are stretched too far across the page. That's why that second supporting. I don't believe in two equally weighted columns, but a supporting column with strong testimonials, evidentials, a clear understanding as to what you want me to do on this page. That business at the bottom looks like a banner ad for somebody else. It's in a box. It's boxes within a box. It's two weighted options. It's next to this email piece. I don't know what you really want me to do here. It doesn't feel like a place that you would shop. It doesn't feel like a place that you would work to, uh, to find the product. So what can you do? What should you do with this page? Well, make certain that in the first seven seconds, now this goes to everyone in the audience, in the first seven seconds, or I would say the first four inches of your page, you've got to answer three questions. Zusha knows what they are. What are the questions, Zusha? I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> Where can, what can I do here? Uh, where am, where I? am I? And why should I do and it? And why should I do it? She's got it. Where am I? What can I do here? And why should I do it? It is not clear. And that will help you. And, uh, and Brett, if you work some of these thoughts into designs and submit this to us, we'll give you some of our comments on it and see if we can help you get a major win. Zusha, thank you. I appreciate My it. pleasure. All right. Let's keep going. We're moving on to three. I hope this pace is right for you. Let's learn another key. Objectives. From a multiple focus to a single focus. And let's look at an example. Here we have that same case study. And what you can see is that extra navigation and live chat 
give viewers more reasons to click away from the primary offer. There is too much on the page. There's competition. There's mitigated objectives. In the new design, we get really clear about this. And in doing so, we see that 99% increase. The objectives have been simplified. Let's look at this. This is Encyclopedia Botanica. And this page has competing calls to action. We can't even tell if they're for the same product or not. Look at the treatment that we created. Look how clear, linear, simple. Look at the strong headline, the subheadline, the paragraph, the supporting bullets that have evidentials written in credible language using specifics. Look how the call to action is very clear. Look how the button promises uh, a, a, an instant reward. Look how the anxiety is mitigated with the, with the risk-free seal. And look how the image is now working to explain the essence of the value proposition. Most of all, oh, I don't think it's animated on here. I should tell you this. Oops, I'm going the wrong way. This was a, there it is, 103% increase in conversion. And, uh, and so, essentially, those changes, in fact, that's exactly what happened. I know, I remember this experiment, doubled revenue. Double, this was the primary gateway and it doubled revenue. Let's keep learning. I have in front of me, uh, change three, yet another page, okay? And that page is for a group submitted by Charles Fisher from Norwegian Cruise Line. We want to think about how to simplify the objectives on this page and improve its performance. And so I'm going to ask Susha, come right back up here and see if you can help me with this one, okay? All right. So multiple focus indeed. And I'm quite confused. Should I be looking for a vacation? Should I be picking destinations? Should I be learning about those different options? Should I be trying to get in touch with a rep? I'm not quite sure what I should be doing here. So I would, I would suggest some kind of better organization, an easy iPath to guide the visitor and give them perhaps few steps. Um, first step, um, Choose your destination, length of the of the vacation, price, etc., etc., with this customer service representative option chat or or number right next to it, visible as perhaps accordion style or mm -hmm. something to to keep them on this page. Also, imaginary. I think images are very important in this case. I would love to see myself in the one of those Hawaiian destinations. So that dark image might not convey really that value. Um, so just the easy iPad guide them through okay. the steps. Excellent, excellent. Let me just add this for those of you that um, are, are, are trying to learn. And remember, this isn't your page. It's the page of one person on this call, but all of us can learn transferable principles, and that's the point. You submitted this page. We select this page to try and help not just the person who is responsible for its performance, but to actually help everybody in the audience. So here's some key pieces that all of you can take away. Number one, we have a strong credibility indicator, best Hawaii itinerary, but it's in the wrong place. First, I have to know where I'm at. It's hard to see that. The Norwegian Cruise Line is a very small logo at the top of the page. It's overwhelmed. It's in banner blindness by this massive image with pink letters and no clarity about what I can do here. You're telling me and you're giving me an important credibility piece, but it doesn't matter until I know what I should do here and why I can do it. And then when I try to make sense of the page, I come down to two evenly weighted columns and they have nestled within them three calls to action. Those calls to action create confusion. I have to stop and make meaning. I need to have a sequence call to action with a step-by-step -step linear approach without a two-column design that makes it easy for me to move through this and understand. Where am I at? What can I do here? Why should I do it? That's when, in that third question, that's when that award becomes very important. And if when they gave you that award, I don't know this is true, uh, Charles, but if they gave you some sort of seal, some sort of visual, I would actually put that visual right on the page next to the essence of the offer or the call to action so that they could realize that, again, right at that moment where they might be still thinking about the offer, they get a chance to see how valuable it is from a third-party credibility indicator. So all of these things that Zusha has said, all of these components are essential. 
Uh, and I, uh, we're going to keep going. Thank you again, Zusha. I can't have to keep you back and forth up here. But here. you have good insights and it's helpful for us. All right. All right. So there's an audience question coming in here, highlighted on my screen. Home pages often have multiple objectives. Thoughts on balancing competing needs in this location where traffic could be coming from many and varied sources. Yes. First of all, let me recommend, and this is Steve. Uh, Steve, I have uh, taught, there's a lecture on the difference between optimizing a home page and a landing page. And for all the audience interested in that, we could provide the link to that. It's on the marketingexperiments.com website. And it will be much like this, slides and my voice communicating. Secondly, the home page is the front door. And the whole, I think, of a home page is to get people to click on the right link. Because almost nothing happens commercial in terms of a transaction on the home page. But unless you get the right micro yes on the home page, you'll never get to the macro yes. That's the purchase at the end of the transaction process, even if that's an offline lead generation effort. So your home page helps people understand who you are and in particular your value proposition and then it directs them. And I judge the success of a home page by how well it is doing at getting people to the right place where the transaction and pathway they should be following will unfold in an optimized process. There's a lot to be said about that. But go to that uh, study and uh, the research and we'll help you more with that. Good question. Now, uh, this slide is, uh, is, is not a commercial. Pay close attention to this. I asked them to put it here because it was at the end of the deck and I was afraid that some people might miss it. Uh, you can download this. It's free. Why am I uh, giving it to you? Because when we teach part two online, and also there's things we're going to be doing at the uh, Optimization Summit, this is a kit. It's full of useful information that will help you apply what we're talking about today. And there's, there's no sales effort that I know of associated with it. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, right, Paul. Um, but the bottom line is you need the kit. To, uh, to maximize what we're going to be teaching next. And so we want to give you a link to that where you can get it, have it downloaded, and be ready for part two of, uh, of the Quick Win Clinic. Let me go on to number four. Images. Here's the fourth change you can make. You can move from irrelevant art to a relevant message. Very important. Our websites are chock full of irrelevant art. I'd love to have had more time to take you through a not this, but this exercise, Paul. Everywhere I go... I see images that have been grabbed from stock photography and thrown on the page because we think they look good. And they're not doing any of the work they should be doing. In fact, often they're distracting the message. But let's look at this particular example, which is a pervasive case study example. And you'll see that the only image on the page is dedicated to live chat support. It's the wrong image. It's the wrong image. It's not doing anything to help you communicate your message. Look at the new version. Look at what happened on this page. Look how we used the screens of the computer to communicate what the offering was really like. Never attempt to sell something or even provide an incentive where you haven't helped people conceptualize what it looks like. They have to feel it, touch it, taste it in their mind. They have to be able to imagine it. You must help them achieve that internally so you can create a sort of psychological cue that will drive them in the appeal factor towards your purchase. And so that's what the image is doing here. It's working hard. It's doing the job it's supposed to do. Which brings me to, um, to uh, as you uh, might see, yet another example. Now here's something we do all the time. This is sort of a clip art. You buy an image like this. Smiling girl. Attractive woman on the page. She's got, I guess she means that's the person you're going to talk to when you call because she's wearing a headset. I'm not sure what that means. It might be a dispatcher from the sheriff's department to come uh, serve you since you're can't pay your mortgage debt, but let's assume, let's assume it's the smiling customer service rep that you're going to talk to on the other side. Is that the best image? Is it doing the job it should do? Well, we tested that. And um, instead of using that image, we used the image and we blurred this to protect the, uh, the, the individual. Clearly, uh, and I, I think he wouldn't mind me saying this, he's not as attractive as the girl, uh, but by putting his face on here, we see a 35% increase. Why? He's the founder of the organization. The image has meaning. It connects with the people. We tell you he's the founder of the organization. And there's something about the way his smile and face communicates that gave people a sense of trust, I think. And we saw conversion go up. So make every image work. Listen to me. An image should either communicate your value proposition, A. B. It should direct eyes through the eye path. Or C. 
uh, evoke a certain tone. But in the name of C, that third option, we commit a lot of sin. Because we think the image is somehow setting a mood. And what it's really doing is making the page pleasing to us. But it's not doing a thing to improve the conversion rate. And so it's hurting us. Keep all of that in mind. And uh, let's look at another example. Before I look at this example, audience, I need to get feedback from you. I do this often. I pay attention. My people are watching. Is this working for you today? Are you learning? Do you like the pace? Is this helpful? I'm watching for your feedback right now. I'm walked over to the screens. And uh, someone said, that page is awful. Dave, you're cruel. Uh, I see a lot of encouraging words. Let me keep watching. We're going to move to four. We're going to go to five. But I want to just make certain that everybody is getting a, a good sense. Good. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a look at this page. And let's ask ourselves how we can improve it. And yes, you're right. It is a horrible form. And I need the audience to help me. So audience, I'm going to stop you for a second. Thank you for your gracious words. Um, but I want you to take this page. I'm going to watch you using the Q&A feature. Let's help optimize this page for Carol. She wants to know what page elements we would test first and advice on copy improvements. And, um, and uh, she has used this with less, paid, uh, with less uh, fields in the past. So what can we do to help her? We'll talk about that. I'm reading notes that she submitted with the page. I'm going to ask the audience to give me their thoughts. Here's what they say. Too many fields, new headline, um, less copy, the length of the form, a better headline, shorten the form, it's way too long, put the form lower, a better headline, a better image. Why would I fill this out? It's a boring headline, too much text. Your, your, your thoughts are coming in. And Carol, we have one of the world's largest and most sophisticated focus groups on right now looking at your page. And we can analyze all of their suggestions, but there's a pattern. And the reason I'm reading that isn't just to pass time. It's like everybody zeroes in on the fact that the headline isn't strong enough and the form is intimidating. And I don't know what you've done in prior tests, but I'd be willing to look at the test data to see how valid it was to make certain that whatever conclusions you drew were accurate conclusions. But I would tell you that while there are no expert marketers, in fact, there are only experienced marketers and expert testers, the reality is, uh, from all of my experience, shortening that field, in fact, shortening that form, even if you have to capture the field, uh, all those fields, by doing it in two parts, Get name, email address, and basic information on the front part. Then on the second part, you get the rest of the information. You qualify and score them based on who completed the front only and then who completed the second page only or together. And then you go back and anyone who didn't complete the, the second page, you now have their email address and you send them a note, invite them back to complete the process, capture more leads. I've done it over and over and over again. There's a way to make that form far more powerful. But look at it right now. Uh, Carol, if you kept the same number of form fields, you could still shorten it. There's too much space between the form fields. They're all the same length. There's no layout. I could take that same form and make it look 30% shorter just by rearranging the way the fields appear. Over to the, the other comments. The headline could be strengthened. There's not enough value promise. The opening paragraph is too long. It should have bold font in it to open the iPad. I'd break it into two, two lines. I'd get bullet points closer up so they don't have to read that much text before they get the power. I'd strengthen the image. I would bring the form down below the text and I'd put testimonials all down the right side and, and increase the credibility indicators for the whole piece. Uh, but in fact, by achieving a, a, a better uh, headline, a better subheadline, shorter paragraphs, clear eye path, less uh, impact in terms of friction on the fields, I think you could get a lift. And I'd love, by the way, to help you with that. Send us a redesign and we'll comment on that. Send us the data sets and we'll look at what you've done so far. The goal here is to help you any way we can. And we appreciate uh, you submitting the form. This brings me to trust. Moving them from anxiety to credibility. This is the fifth point. And uh, again, by the way, if you're an experienced uh, MechLab student who's been through our certification programs, you might be saying today, well, you know, these are things I've heard before. That's probably true. And you know how many times on these clinics we, we hit you with something new and perhaps a tilt for your thinking. It might even be revolutionary because the discoveries often surprise us. Just remember that the goal of today is a quick win clinic. We're trying to help the most people across our audience find something practical they can do right now that might help them get a, 
a quick improvement that will uh, impact uh, their work and the performance of the pages and maybe even their career. So that brings me to this critical piece, moving from trust, uh, moving from anxiety to credibility. So take a look at this, this page, and notice uh, that uh, in the new page, we've added all of those critical third-party credibility indicators right near the call to action. You saw the, the results before, but we've emphasized no risk, no obligation. We've emphasized the free demo account and we've brought credibility indicators right up near the bottom. What does that do for us? Well, it's clear what it does for us. It, it increases uh, the sense of trust. Frankly, when you're trying to fix anxiety, you must overcorrect. And it's an attempt to overcorrect any anxiety. Anxiety can't be corrected like friction. Anxiety is an um, irrational state. And so to fix it, you don't offer a rational solution. You must overcorrect it with great intensity. This is what we've done. You know that all these factors have helped to contribute to virtually a doubling of the response. When I say we, I don't know why I say we. I've been saying we for so long. And, 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 and um, Daniel Agard, right? Da Michael Agard, Michael, forgive me. I, 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 um, I'm used to this being my case study and I say we did this and we did that. That's ridiculous. Michael did all this. He took our class and he did it himself and I'm over here taking the credit from him. What a moron. Um, so forgive me, friend. Uh, you did all this and you did the right thing and you got a result. And I, I, I've got to remember that next time. Um, but any of you other students who would like to submit case studies that I can take credit for, just let us know and we'll uh, uh, <laughs> apparently we'll do that. All right, so let me take you to another example, one you haven't seen before here. This is, uh, this is uh, an example of dealing with this credibility issue. And you'll notice that over here, credibility is communicated, but it's in the bottom right, out of the eye path, in the wrong place. What can we do to fix the problem? Well, um, we make an important change. We emphasize credibility right by the call to action. You see that blue seal? And then we emphasize with the testimonial and the award. We put it at just the right location. We change the feel and we see a 29% increase. Let's go back and look at those. From this, by the way, look at that image. It's an attractive image, but we removed it. Did we lose anything for that? No. Conversion went up 29%. Which brings me to five. Now, by the way, I'm watching my time. I have got several of your submissions. We're going to go through this one and then we're going to review quickly these five points and then we're going to do live up, live up, live up right to the end of the hour. So we're going to try to take the last few minutes that we have together and cram that with optimization of the pages that you've submitted so we can get the most value for everyone. And uh, is that a question? There's a question, a great question in the gray box right above the... Okay. It says, if my goal is to get people to download, I'm looking at a question submitted by the audience, a free trial of a product, is there any room to highlight educational resources via links alongside the free trial form? Uh, well, I would rather sequence those so that they occurred if someone didn't take the free trial. I'd be careful about giving them a reason to click off the page and if I use them I use them so that they became sort of a, uh, a a smaller window that popped over as opposed to taking them off the page and I would also embed a link to the free trial on those pages so that if they move they can immediately see that free trial again and go for it I think it's worth testing but I'd be careful because what you want to do is give them credibility indicators that don't require them to investigate and research unless it's a complex offering. Here's the key. If you push the free trial properly, it's already mitigated all the risk and it should be enough for them to be able to at least download it. How long does it take? 30 seconds? Tell them in 30 seconds they can discover all the answers. Make the free trial so simple, so attractive that you don't need a lot of surrounding credibility. That should come from the experience of the offer. Now, that's my quick answer without all the context. Give us more, write us, and we'll do our best to help you. Let me move on to, uh, to this study that we have right here and ask Zusha to come on up. As Zusha's coming up, audience, help me. How would you take what you've been learning today? We've talked about five principles. I'll read them to you. Tell me what you would do. We said the headline, from hype to conversation. The copy, from marketer value to customer value. We said the objectives, 
from multiple focus to single focus. We said the images from irrelevant art to relevant messages. And we said the trust from anxiety to credibility. How would you improve this page? Hmm. In manufacturing, flip the subhead and the headline. That's an interesting point, Shelley. Change driven by the best is something more relatable to the customer. That's an also an excellent point, Karen. The subhead is stronger than the headline. Rebecca noticed the same thing. Terrible first sentence in the first paragraph, says Kirk. Um, I think this is pretty good, says Amber. Amber's being nice to you. She's like the Paula Abdul of American Idol. Uh, so, Mike, uh, you had a positive comment from a marketer. Uh, show a happy driver with a job. Uh, the images are too distracting, someone said. Change the color, someone said. Bolder font for the paragraph, someone said. The numbers are really emphasized without context or support. A lack of credibility, said someone. Let me just move to Zusha. And Zusha, tell us some things that you might recommend to make this page work better. Lack of credibility, definitely. I can't see any kind of seals, industry recognized okay. seals. That to both call to action seem to be just hanging in the air. There's nothing right next to them. There's no value, really. I would like to know. I've never planned to become a truck driver, but yep. if I you don't have if a plan. I was, well, I'm relieved to know I that was, because we want to get you here. I would have loved to to see the amount of time so become a truck driver in less than a month, uh, and some more value, some more uh, real real value in there. The red font is really I'm expecting an error message in there. And somebody mentioned already the, the very vague um, headline in the banner, driven by the best. Yes. Who are the best? Yes. So it's all really not clear to me. And again, the iPath. Uh, am I looking at those three little images there? So how about some customer customer service? I can't see anyone behind the scenes there. So also mm -hmm. that credibility. So there's a lot of anxiety. And I'm not sure if, if uh, people would take all the time to read through those two paragraphs. So clear bullet points, yes. values, what can you do here, how can you apply, apply, and, and that's it. What do you think about the buttons? I would just keep one. Uh, well, the call to action is really apply now. It's yeah, really yeah. too hard. So yes. I, I would really state it differently. So make yes. it nice and appealing and, and tempting rather than scary. Especially driven by the best. What if I'm not the best? So I would be scared to apply if I'm not the best. Very good point. Very good point. Excellent. Thank you very much, Susha. Good comments. I, I tell you, I don't have a lot to add to that. I think, I think they've nailed it. That, the other thing I'd say is that those paragraphs are way too long as well. And that may have been said, but they need to be broken up. need to be bullet points. Uh, and, uh, you know, before we said it, you said it. And this is great advice, Mike, from the audience. The subheadline is much stronger than the main headline. And you don't even need that big image at the top. You can get them right into this with a much more powerful, simple message. If you want to redesign this and send it to us, we might even get Zusha to look at it and some team members here and help you. And she's, you know, she's always wanted to be a truck driver, so you can get that, <laughs> you've got that going for you. Um, let me keep uh, going then because I think uh, we have in front of us those five critical principles, but we have time in just a moment to go through some live optimization. We can look at your pages. Let's take the next eight minutes and slam. I'm going to speed up my uh, voice just so that we can cover this in as much detail as we possibly can. So I, I'll take us through live op. I see that they have something in front of us to remind you of coming up June 11th through 14th in Denver. Uh, the only word I'll say about this, and I believe enough to say this, is this is so different. It's all scientists and analysts teaching, or it's people like you who've had successes and failures sharing the story, real case studies. No vendor sells from the platform. And, and in fact, when you first come, we're going to plan together, the entire audience will break into groups and experiment. We're going to run the experiment live during the summit. By the time the summit's over, we'll have the results in, and we'll see how well we did in designing the treatments as an audience, and we'll learn about test design, and we'll use the experiment as a teaching tool. And uh, just a lot of stuff with this. But that's in Denver, and, uh, and I hope perhaps that I can meet you personally there. Let me keep going. Here is a page submitted. It's a smartphone in app screen. It says Quick Office. And uh, the channel is in-app, push message with uh, opening our Android app. The target audience is mobile business people, professionals, impulse buyers. This was submitted by Jeremy. It's an Android application on a mobile phone. And... Uh, this is what pops up the first time they open the app and we want them to upgrade to the paid version. 
So let's just look at that. Audience, I need your thinking. Tell me, how would you get more people to say yes? Remember something. Everything we're doing in marketing is about aggregating yeses. We get enough micro yeses, we achieve a macro yes. Micro yes to say reading from the headline to the first paragraph. Micro yes to connect to the second headline. Micro yes to click on the button. And then a series of micro yeses to submit the upgrade, achieving eventually the macro yes, a sell. Your job, audience, right now is to help this uh, man, Jeremy, and his team get more yeses. Let me see what you're suggesting. Why two buttons? Good point. Uh, make the buttons larger for those with fatter fingers. Sarah, I don't know what to say about that. I've never had the fatter finger button advice before. I do know the frustration of trying to hit a button on one of these phones. Interesting point. Uh, very interesting point, actually. Call to action on the buttons. Welcome is not a headline. Um, then uh, benefits of upgrade not really clear. And uh, try for 30 days. And why should I upgrade? And make the button text more action-oriented. Okay, I'm listening to the audience and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drill down on this. We want to continue to do our research in mobile apps. We have a benchmark guide coming out just for the mobile uh, you know, application and mobile industry. And we are doing a lot of research about mobile and optimization. So let's look at this. Welcome to Quick Office. I can see why you said that because this is the first time they've opened the screen. It says your Android device came pre-installed with a version of Quick Office that provides mobile office productivity. It's yours to use for free forever. Perfect. I'm taking it. I yeah, so great. perfect. So, so Zusha says, great. Thank you very much. Well, I have to move on free. now. Okay, no uh, and, uh, and then it says upgrade to Pro Now and save 25%. Uh, I want to tell you that at this present moment, you've lost all clarity. You just told me it's free. And I know why you did that. You don't want to disappoint me. You don't want to feel like bait and switch. Somebody in the design by committee that produces a page like this pointed out accurately that we don't want to anger customers now. I mean, was it worthless or does it actually have value? So you've, you've done something, but then you move immediately to the upgrade and the upgrade is within the same font size as the welcome. And it says to me that this is all about getting you to this point and then I get to save 25%. On what? I don't see a price. Why in the blankety blank, that's, when you see me talk that way, it's because I'm trying to feel how a customer feels. We're so frustrated with confusing messages. Aren't you frustrated? With, with, uh, don't you hate when you buy a computer or a phone and they're popping stuff up in front of you and you can't figure out whether you really need to buy this and there's upgrades here and upgrades there and you feel like you're being sold every time you turn around? Now, uh, Jeremy, I'm on your side. But for a moment, to optimize, I have to see with the eyes of the customer and the customer's frustrated. He's in a hurry or she's in a hurry. They don't have time. And now you've promised me to save 25%. Jeremy, it's meaningless. 25% on what? And what will Pro do that I can't get with the other one? Are you saying what I thought I just got is no good? And then it says sync, edit, share, and connect. Does that mean I can't do that? It probably is what you're trying to say. But see, if there was, if there was a message here, and by the way, I'd be questioning whether or not the first time they open, you want to ask for the upgrade. But if that is when you want to ask for the upgrade, you need something here that clearly helps me see the difference and gives me a reason why. Then look, it says Android Market and QuickOffice.com. I don't even know what those buttons mean. I don't know if one of those takes me to an update or it doesn't take me to an update or an upgrade. I don't even know what, what do I click if I don't want to get an upgrade. One of the buttons, the top one, the bottom one, Listen, all of this hinges on a value proposition. Why do people say yes? Because they perceive that the value outweighs the cost. Here, there's no way to estimate the value and all I see is cost. I don't see savings because it was free to start with. So saving 25% tells me that there's a cost. And the question I really have is, does the version that come on my phone have any value at all or is it totally worthless? And do I have to go through all this trouble to figure that out? Um... And the why that I get this notification is the same size as the other two messages. And frankly, people aren't going to read the paragraph. They're going to think that very point. Why in the world did I get this notification? What a waste of time. Again, Jeremy, I'm saying this to you because I'm taking on the persona of your, of your frustrated, busy customer or prospect. I don't, I don't mean to be mean to you, but the two most important words in marketing are these. So friggin' what? And... If, I know, that's three words, Paul, but <laughs> normally I say, so what? But so what didn't quite carry the, 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 the venom that I mean it to carry with. Every time you put this a message, ask yourself, so what? Because that's how the customer's thinking, so what? And until this overcomes the so what test, 
it's going to have a uh, really bad conversion. Now, Jeremy, we might be able to help you with this. Contact us if we can. But please know that I say all this in a spirit of trying to make this uh, more effective for you. Uh, by the way, audience, is this stuff helping you, what we're just talking about with Jeremy? Uh, let me know. And uh, let me move on to the next piece, which is uh, right here. Weddings and events. And this is bird brides and bridesmaids looking to purchase in the next six months. That's our target audience. And I, apparently we want to sell them something. And it looks like we might want to sell them dresses. And the goal here... I guess this is a home page. Let me see. It's submitted by Stephanie. Audience, what would you do to improve this page? Tell me fast. Tell me fast. No headline. It's just a pretty page. Somebody said it's a pretty page. It is a pretty page. But it's, I would say, just a pretty page. Let's keep going. No call to action. Absolutely. Uh, uh, where is the call to action? Where is the call to action? Simplify. Okay. Let me help you. Because in the interest of time, I just want to get another one of these if we can. We've got just enough minutes to keep hammering. Uh, there is no headline. There's no reason. I know Ann Taylor's an important brand. That carries some weight. But for those of us who first come to this site, we don't know why we should buy here, why we should shop here as opposed to some other place, and we don't know why we should choose this quality brand over another quality brand. Moreover, we don't even know how to use the site. The navigation is lost. It's a magazine ad. The biggest problem with high fashion websites is they look like catalogs or magazine ads. This is a website. It's not a magazine. Beautiful images are important. I'm in the middle of a major optimization project right now with Venus, a brand. And one of the things that you've got to do is get me navigation that will help me find what I want and tell me what it is about this store or this site that makes it the best place for me to, to get what I need to make my wedding a success. There's no connection with the bride. There's no empathy. There's no conversation. In practical terms, you need a major column. You need some text. You need a headline. You need a subheadline. You need to show me some beautiful images. You need to give me clear navigation. You need to tell me how to use this site to find the perfect dress or dresses, if that's the main product offering. Okay? Uh, let's move on quickly. I'm looking at uh, another one here. This is uh, Microsoft Office 365, submitted by Tanja. The easiest way to work together, get the free trial. Nice button, good clear. There's a headline that's somewhat interesting. Anywhere access to a cloud-based email, web conferencing, file sharing, and office apps at low predictable monthly cost. That's not bad wording either. It is also coming from me, coming to me in the form of a testimonial, it looks like, from uh, Patagonia. Now, find the right plan, learn how it works, see it in action. Uh, Tanja, you probably don't know this, but I am involved with uh, projects at Microsoft and have looked at many things over the last five years, and this is one of the better pages that I have seen. Uh, but I'll tell you where I think you're going to have a problem. It depends on where they're coming from to this page and how much you assume they already know when they get there. Remember something, specificity converts. And if someone who's familiar enough with the product that they understand basically what it is before they get here, then this page will help them to some extent. But candidly, the gray on white in the form of a testimonial underneath the headline doesn't give me enough clarity about precisely what it will do for me. And you could use a better set of images on the left to explain that. One of those images shows me a screenshot. One says it all works together. It's the right idea. It's just not executed nearly as well as it could be. I'd make that image much stronger. I think the way you have or by written in small blue letters next to the free trial is a great move. You don't have an evenly weighted option. It's there in case they wanted, but you're not confusing me with equally weighted buttons. That's good. I think you'd be okay, though, to have a little more text on this page, a little deeper explanation, a couple of key bullet points with, with critical features that make it clear and I don't think you need to use half the page to explain the free trial or to use the image. You could use that to talk to me a little clearer in a conversation. And the same thing at the bottom. I know there's a lot of white space. I value that. And I know Microsoft, by the way, Tanja, makes its pages too cluttered many times. But I think that this might be a case where uh, less was more, but you've got a little, uh, you could use a little less of less and still get more people to say yes. I think that even rhymed, Paul. Uh, would, you, um, would you copyright that? Um, all right. I'm going to stop right now because I'm starting to feel like um, uh, a camp meeting. Um, in the meantime, uh, thank you. I appreciate everyone's attendance. Uh, I'd love to get your feedback as you're leaving. I know they're going to send you a form, but I'm standing right in front of the monitor 
and tell me if you found today helpful. Let me tell you why I'm keenly interested. Because while we tried to pack it with useful transferable principles, um, we didn't bring out in this one a remarkable new discovery. Uh, this is a quick win clinic. You asked for this. That's why we're doing it. Did you find this helpful today? Tell me. And uh, I'll read uh, all that you have. And I appreciate everyone's feedback. And I appreciate the fact that we're building a community of marketers who care about what really works. Let's help each other discover and let's help each other get better. Thank you again. We'll be back in about two weeks. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics as well as receive access to $10 million worth of internet marketing research at marketing.com.